Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was the legendary Cleveland metallic hardcore act Ringworm with no solace, no quarter, no mercy. That's off of their latest album, Seeing Through Fire. It was released August 18th through Nuclear Blast. So you should have heard it all by now. I keep going back to it and finding more and more tracks that I enjoy greatly. You know what they sound like? Ringworm. And that's a good thing. I love how consistent this band is. Uh, this is their ninth album. Hard to believe they've been around that long, but I'm glad that is the case. I'd love to have uh, Human Furnace, the best nickname in all of music, on the podcast, have a conversation sometime. If you're interested in hearing that, you can't hear it here because I haven't done it, but you can go check out an episode of Dead Air Hardcore Radio, which recently aired an interview, an episode with Human Furnace. Go check that out. Go check the record out. It's Ringworm. You know you like it. On this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview 
with John Gallagher of the great dying fetus. We're talking about all sorts of stuff, but mostly dying fetus, including their new record, Make Them Beg for Death, and a little bit of Baltimore hardcore as well. More on that coming shortly, but first, it's Hot Zone. Check it! I attended a show over the weekend. There weren't any bands that you've heard of. There weren't any bands that I had heard of. We were there for social reasons to talk to some people that we knew, my wife and I. And uh, because of that, I was just hanging back a lot. Nobody really there that I knew other than the people that we went to meet. Uh, It was more of her thing. So she was talking. I was sitting back, just drinking my drinks, looking around, being observant, I guess would be the word for it. A different type of crowd, one that I'm not too accustomed to, but everything seemed pretty normal in the crowd, a little older of a crowd, I would say. Uh, but, you know, everything's cool. There's beer. There's a full bar. I'm happy. I'm eating chicken tenders from an air fryer or something. They sucked, but whatever. Just dry too. no sauce, whatever. We should have eaten before we went there. We didn't. We wanted to get there. We were in a rush. Anyway, I'm sitting back watching. There's one guy who's just kind of bothering me. His existence is just like annoying the shit out of me, which is kind of what I do. I just go, instead of like watching people and like being fond or uh, appreciating something about the way they act, I just find somebody who annoys me and I zeroed in. I found my guy. He was annoying the shit out of me, greeting everybody like they were his brother. That's very friendly of him. Very nice. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if it feels good to do that or wonder if it feels fake. It looks fake to me. Anyway, the first band played. They were pretty good. We enjoyed them. And then the second band started setting up and we knew it was going to be weird when they started having problems with the video screen because you need a fucking video screen on something at this stage. And then they get on the stage and the video starts working. And what do they do? They play like a long clip from the movie Rudy and play piano over it. And and then it just stops. And then they just finish their piano thing and then they come out and start like it was some sort of intro piano over rudy incredibly pretentious it was ridiculous looking but anyway so they they go into the first song it's first song it's a cover song i don't remember which song i couldn't place it at the time either it has a very catchy chorus you know it if you heard it the singer comes out it's the guy it's the one that i decide i have a problem with and he's being ridiculous first of all he can sing pretty good but he's also pretty chubby and he's dressed like he shouldn't be okay Clothes are a little too tight. He's dressed very much like somebody would have been in the early 2000s in the uh, the the fringes of the hardcore scene, like the emo era. Uh, he's got one of those faux hawk hairs. He's got the, the you know, he's got the, the, the look. All right. He's got a shoulder bag. I'm not sure if he wore that on stage, but he was carrying it around with him. Much to my pleasure, he has the stage presence of an asshole right away. He starts trying to signal to the sound person that he wants the keyboards down in his monitors. And rather than saying it, he keeps trying to do an action like he's playing keyboards and then pointing down to monitors like he's playing to a big crowd or something like he's being super professional. Uh, dude, this is there's there's less than 30 people paid here. Uh, it's all good. Nobody cares. Just tell him, hey, can you turn the mic? Which he finally does. Turn turn the keyboards all the way down the monitor. And then he then he starts going off. And he's got these moves and he's got this, this air about him. And I'm thinking, wow, what is up with this guy? And uh, then the first song's over. And you know what he says then? Hey, we're this band. This is our first show. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is your first show. First of all... I could tell by the way it sounded, it was their first show, but that stage presence, that's confidence, that irrational arrogance made me think that this guy had been around forever and he was tired of this sound person's shit. And it was his first show. I was just amazed by that. I can't believe that people exist in the world like this. I can't believe it. I can't believe the arrogance and the angry way that people interact with each other. See, I say all these mean things to you here in the podcast, joking about somebody else. But if we were to have a conversation in public, I would have been totally polite. And later I did talk to this guy by accident. He came up and started talking to talking to us. So, uh, you know, I was nice to him then. But my point is, 
I just can't believe the way people act. It's the same way when I get an email or phone call at work and someone starts with being a dick. First of all, I can be a better dick than you. I just choose not to because that's not very nice. Don't go on stage and act like an asshole. Don't call my office phone, act like a dickhead. Don't write me a strongly worded email ever on any circumstances. It's not warranted. I 100% back reciprocating with anger, violence, or even just being rude when necessary. 100%. I'm not saying everybody out there go out there and be super nice to each other. I do not have a nice demeanor. I am very standoffish. It's just my it's just my natural glow about me. People think I hate them. Uh, and I think people hate me. So, you know, whatever. But it's embarrassing to me when somebody publicly just acts like a jerk off like this guy did. Anyway, that's my little story. That's all I have to say. There's no moral to it. Nothing even really happened. It was basically a non-story. Thanks for listening to my non-story. I bet that's not why you're listening to this episode of the podcast. I bet you're here because John Gallagher from Dying Fetus is here. Yes, he is. He's got a weird connection on this call, but it made it work and we're going to listen. He's got a weird connection in this interview, but it works. And you're going to hear what he had to say about many things. One of which was a little bit of a Baltimore hardcore conversation. I'm glad we went down that road. But of course, we're talking about the new album, Make Them Beg for Death, and their upcoming tour with Acacia Strain, the despised icon, Creeping Death, Chamber, and Gates to Hell. And of course, we'll get to all that. But first, you know the rules. You've got to listen to a dying fetus track. This one is called Compulsion for Cruelty off of Make Them Beg for Death. Oh, my God. 
the three most common things I'm talking about on here are metal, hardcore, and Baltimore City. So I feel like uh, Dying Fetus nails all three of those things. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I've been Dying Fetus has been on my little radar for quite a long time. Okay. Nice. Cool, cool, man. And uh, I've had a lot of bands on from Baltimore over the years, over the last few years. And it's basically the only ones that I have yet to talk to are Dying Fetus and Gut Instinct. So we're down to one with you. So, okay. I, so which obviously makes me want to ask you, um, but where did you grow up and how did you get into the whole underground? I actually grew up in Southern Maryland in Calvert mm-hmm. County, a town called Sunderland to be exact. Um, so yeah, it's very rural, but you know, out there in the sticks, you know, uh, yeah. So that's where I came up, you know, and I think that's what gave me the, you know, the attention to guitar because it was so freaking boring. You know, there wasn't anything going on. I didn't really have, I had a couple friends, neighborhood friends, and that was it. So I was very obsessed and consumed with playing guitar and, you know, bands like Quiet Riot, Swiss and Sister in the early 80s, you know, all that kind of stuff. Started getting mm-hmm. into that and and what have you. But yeah, man. So um, I just come, I'm just a little country boy, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what, it, you know, I'm not from this city. I don't really like the city. You know, I don't like that kind of life so much, you know. You know, I'd rather be out in the country myself, but, you yeah. know, whatever. Oh, I agree with you. I agree. I, I had my fun there and now I'm out. You know what I mean? I, once I had yeah, a yeah, kid yeah. and I was like, all right, I spent nearly a decade there and then I got the fuck out. I, I, I saw I right. had enough, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. When does Dying Fetus come together? Um, Generally, like I've been kind of living in South Carolina since the uh, pandemic hit. I moved down there a bit and then I come up, you know, if you have a tour, like I'm about to go down there tonight, you know, I'm right now in Virginia, but you know, I'll go down there and then I'll come back up, you know, a week, you know, or so before the tour and then start rehearsing and what have you and all that. So, so yeah, I come and go from this area, you know, but it's still true, true to my heart or whatever you want to say. Like, you know, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I'm not such a Southern guy, you know, but Maryland's kind of where, you know, it all started and stuff. So, but yeah, that's just a place where, you know, Trey is living in Baltimore now, actually. And then you got Sean, he's living in Delaware. So we all kind of meet up at Orion Studios there and um, just, you know, go over the set list and what have you. And, you know, we've been renting a room out there for years and stuff. That's kind of like our home base. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, that's just how it's done, man. That's interesting. I didn't know you guys were all over the place like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, that's what happens with time with a lot of bands, you know, um, you separate or you go, you know, move to different places and you kind of come together and make it happen. And yeah. Did that make, uh, um, the, the writing, the production or anything the putting together, make them beg for death any, any more difficult or is that already kind of how you were working? Uh, it's kind of how I work. A lot of times I come up with the ideas on my own. I just meaning like sit around and play guitar, you know, and, and if something good pops up, then I record that on my phone. And, uh, I've been working with some pre-production guys, you know, to help me assist me with the, the pre-production of the album. That's, uh, this dude Parker worked with me, uh, for the last record. So basically he comes over with his laptop and, and we're using uh, uh, Guitar Pro software. We're using, you know, Camper doing, yeah, Superior Drummer, you know, for the the, the, the drums. And we kind of flesh out some ideas. So, so yeah, yeah. A lot of times, you know, I'm working with, you know, like an engineer type guy to help, you know, I'm so I can just concentrate on playing my guitar and fleshing out these ideas. You know, it's like having a scribe from back in the day or something. You know, in, in that kind of way. So, because I'm not like an engineer studio guy. I've never really gotten into that aspect of it. it's too tedious, too daunting. Not my thing. It's where I want to spend my life sitting in the room and mixing bands and all this stuff. But 
so yeah, yeah, you know, I have some basic recording stuff, but I've never really got into that that whole thing. But uh, so so that's yeah, like my my buddy Parker will come down to South Carolina, spend a week, just hang out. Like that's kind of what we did a couple times, and just you know work on songs relentlessly and stuff. And that's what we did. So and then I'll send up ideas to Trey, like hey, I got these. These, you know, these guitar parts here, throw some beats on them. And, and then Sean, you know, for his song that he wrote lyrics to, he'll contribute that. So that, that's kind of how, kind of how it works as of late and stuff. Gotcha. Well, this is your, I guess it came out a couple, two weeks ago, a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't know. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. A couple of weeks yeah. ago, make, <laughs> make them beg for death came yeah. out. I think it's your ninth album. Is that right? That sounds about right. I stopped losing. I, you know, I always got to think about that. Someone mentioned it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. I just haven't personally <laughs> sat there and counted them out. I don't really do that kind of stuff, you know, think about it in that way. But, yeah, you know, it's our ninth album, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's, that's what's important. It's just important that it's an album. I don't really, you know, think about these things so much. But, yeah. Yeah. But, Dude, I haven't looked back in the discography lately. I know, like one of the things that um that gets uh that's held in high regard from Dying Fetus is the Grotesque Impalement EP. Have you guys done an EP in a while? No, no, no. The last one we kind of did was for for History Repeats, which mostly a covers release, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of an EP. Right. And like originally, my thought for that was I was had the thought of like doing a bunch of hardcore songs, you know, because for Dying Fetus and myself, you know, like I kind of, you know, was influenced by hardcore, the heavy hardcore of the 90s and what have you. And then, also, of course, the death metal. So with History Repeats, I wanted to have hardcore cover songs and then death metal. But then it was like kind of like when we got into the hardcore songs, it was just a little too boring, a little too basic. I was like, wow, these, you know, I like some of the, a lot of these, these old songs and what have you. But then when you try to, you know, replicate them, make them interesting. Like, ah, maybe there's not enough here to make this happen. So basically that thing, I did one original song called Rehip and All, which is sort of a joke. But yeah, that was our last, like, say, EP. And probably won't do that again with the covers, you know? Like, it's like, it's cool, but then I feel like, ah, covers are kind of cheesy, kind of a, a cop-out. When I see bands that are constantly doing cover albums, it's like, it's like okay, that enough already with that. Come up with your own ideas, right? But that that was something we tried. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally speaking, we like we like full length albums, I guess. But you never know. You never know. But we haven't really discussed the EP in the future or anything like that. But uh, well, besides, you peaked with your cover songs when you went with Next Step Up's "Bringing Back Glory." Well, yeah, of course they're Baltimore, you know, and that was a band that we. Yeah, going back into that, into the 90s, you know, we we would play with Next Step Up virtually every other weekend for a while, you know, like all the time and, and stuff. And we actually did the Super Bowl of Hardcore. You even uh, shared a member, right, yeah. Bruce? Yeah, we even shared a member, Bruce Gregg, you know, rest in peace, you know. And um, so, yeah, we, we had a strong tie to Hardcore and all that. And, and um, so, yeah, yeah, so... So yeah, we definitely did the. We'd actually had Jr. come up a couple times. We played at the How Daddies. I don't know anybody from Baltimore may remember the, the little shithole known as How Daddies. Sure, yeah. But, uh, I think this video of it of Jr. coming up on stage and, and doing um, bringing back the glory with us. And, you know, and I like those bands. I like Stout a lot. You know. Oh yeah. I really like. I really like that song Sleep Bitch. The whole album. That's one of the best hardcore albums ever. I'll stand all day on that hill. I, I I really like it. For some reason, it's not. I don't know. I have to check on Spotify, but I was listening to it a lot on Spotify, and then for some reason, it was like taken down or inactive. It, I was hitting on the tracks, and it wasn't. It working. came off. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going. Is it there again? I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, it's not. It's not. But you know, I did one of these with Scotty P, their drummer. And uh, I don't know how well you know Scotty, but you know, um, no. but I did one of these with Scotty, and he was talking about he didn't even know who put him up there to begin with. So I think they may have finally uh, gotten him down, or what? I don't, I don't know, but uh, they're not there anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, whatever. But 
yeah, they're a cool band and stuff. And, um, yeah, we're about to do, and this is what I was going to say, you know, a lot of people recently were making. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like a big hoopla or whatever about us doing a hardcore festival. We're going to do it in a few months down in um, Florida. Yeah. Yeah with uh, Trapped Under Ice and a bunch mm-hmm. of bands. And, and a lot of people are kind of tripping out on that. Like, whoa, you know, like you're all the playing. But, you know, to me, like, as I was saying, we we would do hardcore festivals such as the Super Bowl Hardcore back in the 90s. So we're, we're t- kind of tied into the scene, if you will. We did shows with Blood for Blood, 25 to Life, you know, Hate, Breed, Terror, all these things. So, uh, yeah, it's just part of us. So, so people were kind of like tripping out, but, 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 you know, it's just another day for us, but, but, uh, yeah, we like our hardcore shit too. And all that, and well, it's our death metal. I know. Well, that's what I was, I was going to get there. Cause I realized that lately there's been a resurgence of hardcore kids, uh, the hardcore scene being really into dying fetus. And that, that of course is, you know, was really shown when you, were announced as one of the headliners for FYA, which is now one of the bigger hardcore fests in, in the United States. And I did see that there's a bunch of discords of all, you know, from both sides, from the hardcore side, from the metal side, but largely it seems like everybody is very happy to see you guys playing the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll probably do the next step up cover, you know, generally when we do these, you know, we did a, a integrity cover as well, like on, on the, um, I mean, I, I modified the song. It's certainly not the same. You know, both songs are modified. You know, with, you sure. know I didn't learn the, the riffs exactly. And I just kind of, you know, kind of made it our own. So, yeah. So generally, like, if we do these hardcore type shows, we'll kind of bring out the, the that cover, those two covers, play in the trenches, because that's the song we do that's really kind of, you know, hardcore, influenced and We'll do those kind of tracks. Maybe I'll bring up my vocals a little bit. Don't go super full-on cookie monster. I'll intentionally bring it up a little bit just so it's not so ridiculous, you know? So that's mild little, uh, you know, adjustments and what have you, you know? But but yeah, we're excited for that show. It's going to be cool. I like to do different stuff, you know? Not always the same thing, you know? That's what... Man, the spice of life, I guess, you know? Yeah, well, it's just to uh, go off of that, you you got a tour coming up. You mentioned you got a tour coming up, and that's, I yeah. forget who's all on it, but I know it's Acacia Strain, Despise Icon, Creeping Death, and Chamber, op- yeah, and somebody else. Yeah, the openers, I'm not really too sure about, but yeah. I know there was well, my, my point being is that it's all yeah. pretty it's all pretty different. It's not all the same. It's a it's a good mixture of, of sounds on it. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's another thing we kind of get a lot of flack, you know, for, you know, and that's to go out with like some different style bands, you know, but we're trying to cross over, do something different, bring different people to the table, not always preach to the same damn choir. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done full on, you know, we did a full on death metal tour with Incantation and Jungle Rod and, and all that. And, and to be honest, it wasn't that successful. No disrespect to those bands and, and what have you, but the point is, is like to bring a you know larger audience, you have to kind of mix it up, swap up the, the genres a little bit, and that's what we've done. And, and you know, some people we take some heat for it, mm-hmm. 
But hey, man, you know, we have to bring people in the door. You know, it's not just, it's just not about, you know, this whole like being true to death metal thing. You can't sustain a career with this by just, you know, staying in a small pocket, you know, but, um, but yeah, yeah. So, so we're just trying to, you know, expand the party, expand the celebration and, and, and have fun and, um, and not like be so prejudiced or, you know, like, oh, deathcore, oh, God. I mean, it's still kind of brutal music, deathcore, right? You have fast right. drums, you have intense vocals. It's just a different take. You know, these bands are just trying to do something different. You can't just always do the same thing. You can't have a million bands that just sound like one particular band. So, you know, so yeah, yeah. We're just trying to bring the community together, I guess, a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've always, uh, I mean, I guess, since, I guess since naming the band Dying Fetus, you've been inviting some controversy. Does, but speaking of that, does that does the name Dying Fetus still uh, draw the same shock value as it used to? Or has have you seen the world become desensitized just by all the reaction to your name? Yeah, I bet it's becoming a little more desensitized with this younger generation and stuff. Um you know, a lot of times I feel like it's the bands, it's the upper management. Maybe not so much the fans or the or or the fans or you know the, the metalheads or whatever. It's more like the people behind the scenes that are creating these festivals, and I think they may have a little beef or problem with dying fetus. I think they don't want to be uh, related to such a you know thing, even though the name is not that bad. It's a dying fetus. It's not you know, mutilated fetus. It's not something really gory or something. It's just, it hits a nerve when you just mention fetus, which is something I noticed back in the day. That was one of the reasons I wanted to have fetus in our band name because I knew it kind of struck a nerve with people when they hear that. Because like, uh, there was this industrial band called Scraping Fetus Off the Wheel <laughs> from the 90s. And I, I, I don't know, it's like Scraping Fetus Off the Wheel. That is, that's, you know, I was like, wow, okay, that, that word fetus is just moves me, you know, or something. So, so we kind of went with that, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of these, uh, larger bands don't want to take us out. I feel like, you know, um, but, but the general metal population, they're, they're kind of desensitized, I feel mm-hmm. with that name, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I like what uh, what's your, I like the other thing you're doing um, with the titles of your records lately. Feel like, I don't know. They just they're so they feel so so blunt. Just the yeah. you know there was from wrong one to fuck with to make them beg for death. It's just like it's I, I just love it. It's like even though it's fucking that's a five word title, right? Make them beg for death, but it feels yeah. like one. It just feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's yeah, great. Yeah, a lot of careful consideration goes into these album album titles. Um, as I've been saying in a lot of interviews, it's like one of the most challenging parts. It's, you know, it's somewhat harder than like writing riffs. Like I must feel like I can write a riff easier than coming to a conclusion or decision with an actual album title because you know there's everybody's beating everything into the ground. You know, it's really hard to come up with something that hasn't been taken. Uh, yeah. For any band, like to come up with a strong, different title, it's very challenging. And um, yeah, I, man, I spent hours and hours, weeks, days, almost, I would go back and forth with a manager from, from bouncing names. And what do you think of this title? Like, I think I had one of like chapters of tribulation and I was like, that's good. But then that's kind of boring. Cha- like right now, if you said, Oh, the new album is called chapters of tribulation. You'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, but it doesn't have that X factor. It doesn't have that grime, that grit that, that, you know, we're looking for. So yeah, that bluntness, as you said. So, so yeah, it's very important to have these strong titles that, as I, as I feel, you know, and it's not, it's not just something that pops up, you know, mm-hmm. It's very, very tedious coming up with these titles, at least for me. But um, yeah, man, but I'm just happy that people accept it and like it and, and stuff. So, 
Well, it's like we mentioned, it's been a couple of weeks since the record came out. How's how's it gone? How's it gone over? Well, the first week sales are, are, were stronger than ever. Um, we topped, you know, all our numbers from previous albums. So we're moving in the right direction. You know, we're we're steadily kind of moving up slowly. You know, we which is a you know good thing for us. You know, we've never experienced like really, you know, like this instant success or anything it's something that we've had to work it's been an arduous journey uh you know it's nothing really has been handed to us you know it's it, it just you know really just taking baby steps and, and working this out but um but so yeah so it's been a successful uh first two weeks here you know and uh yeah can't complain about that right that's that's what we're trying to do and uh yeah, that's all. Do you I know what you what you owe that success. Do you know what you owe that gradual success to? Do you know where that's coming from? I guess it's just the loyalty of the of, of the fans or the support supporters. I mean, you know, a lot of guys come out the shows. People come out to the shows, and they're man, I yeah, you know, they're they're repeat offenders, if you will. They they mm -hmm. oh, I've seen you um, back in this show. I've seen you then. You know, so. Oftentimes they kind of become loyal and somewhat, somewhat addicted, addicted to the band, maybe a little bit, and they, just, and they, you know, stay with us. And it's generally, you know, more and more people kind of join the flock. And you know, with the internet and everything now, you know, just kind of blowing it up. And I think metal's in a good place now. You got Metallica. I feel like Metallica are trying to be a metal band again. You know, yeah, they were this weird experimental kind of thing doing shit like lulu or whatever and like trying to feel you know figure themselves out or whatever the hell midlife crisis or whatever the hell but now they're kind of like back to being metal you know waving the traditional kind of flag wearing the the heavy metal garb and, and stuff and, and 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 i think that's kind of contributing to the success and resurgence of heavy metal right now because the leaders of the pack are like embracing it that's what we need we need we need those big bands to really be serious about this and and not make fun of heavy metal and like oh this is like i think that stigma a little bit of a you know heavy metal guys being satanists or freaks or whatever that's kind of passing a little bit and and um yeah man so Thanks to Metallica for we're making it all happen, you know, <laughs> sort of. It all it all trickles down, right? You know, they have. Been, I mean, that's true. They have been. Uh, they have been doing that more so. Um, and uh, that's even even recently they did a string of shows where I know they had bands like open in the parking lot, like Prong and Obituary and Spirit World and Two Hundred Stabbings right. and yeah, you know, right. Like, right. I think they're past the the the, the, the point of like, oh, we're going to get crushed or. or you know, there's a lot of bigger bands that don't want to take out heavier bands, like like Slayer. You know, they started doing it a little bit at the end, like you mentioned, yeah, Cannibal yeah. Corpse, because maybe they're past that, like that that you know that part where they're insecure. They don't have that insecure insecurities anymore. You know, and um, but yeah, yeah, that's what needs to be done. You know, you know. Take out the, the heavier bands or, or what have you. Don't be afraid, man. That's that's what I wish. Like Megadeth and you know all these all these types. Maybe maybe they'll bring us out, but maybe they won't. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> you know. Well, you guys are doing your own thing right now and bringing out people, and yeah. that's I think I think it's I think it's super cool. Um, I, I love seeing that you're still going and going strong and like you said it seems like stronger than ever uh so so that's that's excellent so which brings me to what will be my last question for you uh do you know what it will take for you to stop oh shit well you know uh you know yeah what would make me stop if someone came and gave me a billion dollars yeah but yeah <laughs> that's it. not gonna happen not gonna happen I, in fact, even if I was rich, I'd probably still do it. You know, it's just something that's, you know, probably my health, you know, like would make me stop, right? If I can't do this anymore, I can't. But then at that point, maybe I would just hire some people to go out for me. And this band's like, you know, fit for an autopsy and, 
Cabal and, and a few other bands where the, I think Rings of Saturn even, where the guy, main guy sits at home and, and he has guys go out and do the shows, you know? And I mean, I haven't thought it out that hard, but who knows? Who knows? But, but generally if the voice goes out, the fingers don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I would, I would call it quits. You know, it's like that band, the local band, you know, I'm called kicks, you know, they're a Baltimore yeah, band. Yeah. They just can't or not cancel, but they, they broke up or they retired or whatever. Cause they don't want to, the singer doesn't want to suck. He doesn't want to go out sucking. You see some bands like, I don't know, like docking or something. And, and the guy can barely sing his own songs and, and this and that. And it's like, ah, this is kind of pathetic. You know, if it starts getting to that point, then it's, I guess time to call it quits. Well, I think you're yeah. a long way from that. So that's, you know, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep, you know, better care of myself. I'm not drinking on tour and stuff like this. I'll drink a little bit here and there, but getting to my fifties now, just like drinking coffee and then <laughs> settling down with the party. You know, cause I, I do take it seriously. I don't want to retire. I don't want to, you know, something to take me out, you know, some, you know, trying to take care. And everything, so we've got some more life in us than what have you. So.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with John Gallagher of Dying Fetus. The song you just heard was Feast of Ashes from Make Them Beg for Death out now on Relapse Records. I want to thank John for his time, for his conversation, for indulging me in the things that I like to talk about. So I guess I should thank you as well for sticking around and listening to us do that as you typically do. It was another quicker one, another lunchtime conversation, but I fit them in where I can and that's how it is. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you keep coming back. I hope you enjoy the variety the same way I do. Kind of been all over the place lately and that's more fun to me. What have the last few episodes been? Dying Fetus, Heart of a Coward, Metal Blade Records, Primordial. I forget what was before that, but you know, something cool that I like, I'm sure. Uh, I hope you liked it too. It was Greater Vision. I hope you liked it too. Uh, That's hardcore. That's, uh, uh, I don't know, pagan metal. That's the biggest metal metal record label ever. That's uh, UK metalcore. And now we did some, the most brutal death metal that the United States has to offer dying fetus. What's next? I can tell you a little hint. We're heading down south. We're going to Costa Rica and we're checking in with a black metal band down there called Culto Negro. After that, how about we go up to New York City and check in with the legends, Tommy Victor and Prong. Things are happening here at Getting It Out Podcast. Who is the October record label feature going to be? I don't know. I've got some ideas. I think I know who it is. We'll wait to announce that until it actually happens. But that should be it for the podcast. You, as always, are instructed to immediately go to gettingitout.net. Check out what's going on over there. Still having a little issues with some stuff image-wise, which is making it hard to upload new things. But we'll get it fixed. You know, we always do. So please go there. Check out what's going on. But for now, let's end this episode of the podcast. And let's do that with a track from Denmark's Undergang. This one's called Dodd, and it's off of their latest album, and I couldn't pronounce it for the life of me. Let's try anyway. De Siv Stadier Av Forderv. No idea what I said. No idea what that meant. No idea if any of those words were even close, but I'm totally clear and confident that this is extremely unrelenting and brutal death metal from the veterans. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.